Okay, and welcome to episode number 9 of the ADHD Chronicles. Hopefully this episode is an amazing one. And it has been quite a minute since I've actually recorded an episode. Uh, Typically speaking, I record a couple at a time, and it's been a few minutes since I was able to sit down and really put some random thoughts into words. I've been focusing a lot on Velocity here recently, but we've been uh, waiting on some confirmation on stuff, so I haven't been able to focus on a lot of things for the past day or two, so I figured it's a great time to focus in on the podcast for a minute, make a couple new episodes, discuss some random topics, and I gotta tell you, raccoons are crazy. You know, absolutely crazy. And I think they made Rocket Raccoon in in the Guardians of the Galaxy. They made him because raccoons were so crazy. You know, they didn't they didn't make make him just because oh, well raccoons is an animal. No, no, no. Raccoons they're crazy, you know. They'll attack you. They'll come up and touch your foot and run away, you know. So, and I've seen raccoons, you know. I was over at the at one of the schools one time and uh, opened up the dumpster. This is a long time ago, so we were allowed to throw away trash there. Now we can't, but I opened up the dumpster and there's two or three raccoons, you know, and they're just staring at me. And uh, it's kind of kind of crazy. You've got two or three raccoons sitting there. And you don't know what they'll do. They might jump at you. They might steal your kidney. They might they might throw a honey bun at you. You never know. So they really are an unpredictable little animal, but they're like, they're nature's thieves, you know? They'll steal. And that's how they survive, is they will steal from you. And another thing is that they like to go to golf courses a lot, you know? go to golf courses and you've got all this open land and typically speaking at night they've got dumpsters you know it's a golf course they gotta throw stuff away so they can go over to the dumpsters and then they can run off into the woods and they can live off in the woods and then every night they can go get that golf course food and that golf course food's good it's golf course you know so they got good chefs and that means that's good food that's good eating for them raccoons you know so, if you got a golf course, you own a golf course, you got to watch out for raccoons. That's definitely a, a pest, you know. It's the same with coyotes on a farm or, you know, they'll take your chicken and rip its head off. That's crazy. You know, could you imagine? And then the coyotes, they don't even eat the chicken. They just do it to do it. It's brutal. Absolutely crazy. You know, but that's just how nature is, you know. But it is kind of brutal that they'll come in, take your chicken's head, and then run off. And they won't even eat it, you know. It'd be a little different if they'd want to eat it, but they don't even... They say, no, that's nasty, man. That's chicken, you know. It ain't even worth it. Chicken's delicious. You get some nice fried chicken. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. That's good stuff right there. Good crisp to it. Mm -mm -mm. You know, Italian chicken's pretty good too. You can put chicken in a lot of things. You can put it in pasta. You can grill it, fry it, bake it. 
You can cook it any kind of way you want, put any kind of seasoning on it. You can go from buffalo to barbecue to lemon pepper, teriyaki, you got it all. You know? It's a it's a nice meat. It's it's a white meat, I think. You got the white and dark chicken, yep, yep. I'm just thinking because you got like the dark rotisserie, you got the white, the light rotisserie, you know. And rotisserie chickens, you know, especially from Costco, ooh, yeah, that's good. Five dollars, you can eat for a week, just about, you know, unless you're like me, you know, you just eat that whole chicken right there sitting down. It don't, it don't really, it ain't gonna fight, it's already dead. <laughs> so, so, um, it's, <laughs> it's already, it already died a long time ago, you know. And the thing is, is rotisserie chickens, they got the bones in them still. It ain't that process. it ain't as processed as a lot of the packaged chicken is. But it still makes you wonder, it's like, how do they even process that? Do they just cut the chicken's head off and slap it in the bin? Good to go. Slap some seasoning on there. Mm, 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 mm. Like, I like the taste of chicken skin you know it's weird but if you season it right mm, that stuff is delicious you know but I guess it ain't that weird because that's what you're eating when you're eating the the fried chicken you know that's the crisp that's what actually crisps up now that stuff that's good mm, got my mouth watering that with some corn mashed taters and gravy mm, that's 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 it right there delicious you know what though is a lot of fried foods delicious i think it's that oil that they put in there you know the vegetable oil or the corn oil whatever they put in there to fry it up and it's just good you know you can have some country fried steak you know they got country fried burgers at this point you can fry a burger patty it don't even matter you know fried chicken fried fish mm, fried fish mm, that stuff's good right there and one of my favorite sides is, you know, some mushrooms. You take some portobello mushrooms and you fry them up real good. That stuff's good right there. Especially on if you put it on top of your steak or your chicken. That's great right there. And uh, one of my favorite ways to cook steak, ooh, yeah. Get some wood, wood chips if you get, like, some hickory or some, uh, maybe... A hickory's good. That's that's really one uh, that I would go with every time. But you get apple, apple wood. If you do that, it's got a nice, nice rich flavor to it, and it just enhances it. You don't need no real seasoning. You put salt, pepper on there, slap it on the grill. You, you know, obviously you're gonna have charcoal and your uh, your wood chip, and that right there, mm, that right there is great. And if you want to get fancy with it, you can get the really big portobello mushrooms and you can grill them up in the same grill, right? And then they're going to cook faster, so you take them off, and then while your steak finishes, you turn them mushrooms into a gravy, right? You dice them up, you turn them into a gravy, and you've got chunky uh, mushroom gravy. you got the chunks of the portobello in there. you got some cream, you mix it all up, good to go drizzle it over the steak or on the side you can do either that's good right there and if you go to your local grocery store normally they got a uh, they got a uh, like a bakery in most of them these days and you can get a french loaf of bread or like a sub sandwich and you can get about six 
eight inches of bread for like a dollar and it's fresh you know they just baked it and that stuff right there you add that to the side it's like a loaf of bread for your meal and it's it's just wonderful it's absolutely great you get some steak some mushrooms get some mushroom gravy out of the mushrooms nice rich flavor because the apple would and then the bread if you toast it a bit it's got a nice crunch to it nice texture it's good cut it in half amazing and if you want to make a steak sandwich what you can do is go get you some pretty you can get some pretty cheap kind of beef steak meat kind of similar you can get uh, uh, you know a good cheap I guess ish depending on where you are is that that flat iron steak that you just kind of slice it up into nice little slices it ain't that fat or it ain't that fatty it's uh it's got a nice texture to it and it's got a nice uh, balance of the gristle to the actual meat and one pack of that one little bit of it should be enough to fill out a sandwich you know and if you get some provolone cheese you get that on there some garlic salt now that's good and you can fry it too so what you can do is you can fry your bread and if you take olive oil and butter and you cover your bread that right there kind of enriches your bread and you can get a nice golden crisp to it which is it just makes the texture of the bread absolutely amazing you ain't really got to think too much into it and you don't want to put too much or your bread will get soggy or it'll get too oily and then that won't be a fun bathroom trip later but if you keep it in that nice balance and you kind of got to eyeball it you got to learn you got to you going to have to do it a couple times before you know but you can make an amazing steak sandwich. Take some flat iron steak. And sometimes you only need half the flat iron steak if you get a, a big enough pack. You make two. And we're talking about like maybe a 10 inch, 12 inch sub. And you get the bread from the bakery like I was telling you earlier. And then you, you kind of fry it up a bit. You get that golden texture to it. You don't want to put it in the toaster. Right? You want to you wanna get that in the pan. You want to get the steak juices in there. Right? You you do this after the steak because this won't take but two minutes and your steak will be nice and cooked through and then you can put it on there, cut up, good to go. You can cut it up while it's, it's uh, frying, so it's pretty, pretty easy to manage. But other than that, on the food subject, I'm thinking uh, tacos are good. Steak tacos, you can make some great killer steak tacos with the same kind of steak. You take some flat iron steak and you kind of, more in this one, you kind of slice it up, but then you kind of cut the slices in half so it ain't that long, and you get kind of bite-sized amounts of steak because you don't want your taco to kind of pull apart as you bite into it. You want the nice bite sizes. So, but this one, you take a cheese blend. You, you make your own blend. You take some fresh blocks of cheese and you blend it up into a nice little blend. You take some shredded steak, kind of. You gotta shred the steak, you know. You wanna cut it up right off of that flat iron so you know it's got that nice, good texture and that nice, good gristle balance, I guess, is the gristle to meat balance. You don't wanna be eating too much of it. It's good for you, but it just don't taste great. So if you can find a balance where you don't really taste it, that's the balance, right? It's some steak tacos, if you put some Cajun seasoning and, uh, really just some nature seasoning that's pretty good and then you put some chili powder chili powder's great that really 
spices things up. I just put a ton of that stuff on everything these days. Same with Old Bay. You can put Old Bay on everything from steak to uh, shrimp. And, uh, you know, fighter jets, man, they're getting cooler and cooler just seeing them fly over the house every day. They're getting cooler and cooler, getting bombers flying over the house, getting UAV drones flying over the house. It's crazy. You're just walking around, see one. Whoa, whoa what was that? Dang, UAV. Didn't you, what in the world are they doing there? You know, and I can't wait till my book comes out. That'll be great. Just finished up chapter six. We're looking. Well, I'm I'm about halfway done with it right now. So, and I'm I'm working on that about as much as I am the podcast. So, it is kind of a balance here. Um, definitely not an easy thing, but it's it's you know we're finding the balance, trying to get things cooking up with it, and my my most recent chapter I wrote which which actually moved it to be earlier in the book is about using your network building up your network and using your network the date of the release it's, that's still January 11th that's going to be pretty cool um, definitely a good time for everything going on we got Velocity starting something new soon that'll be announced in another podcast we're gonna have sam on we've already talked we're gonna have like a a mini series i guess of interviews um and discussions kind of because what i had talked about is i don't like these episodes being much longer than 30 minutes at max so we've kind of talked about how we were going to sit down and kind of break everything down over like a two-hour span then we would cut it up into different episodes but it'll still be considered a part of season one, so there ain't no reason to really be worried about how we're going to structure things. It'll all factor in. I definitely am excited about this year's Fantasy Football League, you know. It's just me and a couple other people. Well, it's really just me and Sam, but then we've got a couple, like, bot teams. It's real. It's been real fun. Definitely been a... Uh, something that I didn't think I'd enjoy as much as I was or would have but you know we only put a pizza up on the line so it ain't much and I gotta say the beef between Home Depot and Lowe's that's crazy and I ain't never been a Lowe's guy you know went there earlier I went there the past couple days and you know their toolboxes they got some pretty good deals on toolboxes I will say that they got some good deals on toolboxes and shelves, metal, industrial shelves. They got some pretty good deals on that. And I've got some flooring options on my desk for something. And they got some pretty good deals on that too. High quality flooring, right? Good paint colors, which you can't really say much about paint colors. They outsource all that stuff to uh, Sherwin-Williams. But it's, it's kind of cool to see them have some variety and reach and range in their stuff. I I definitely think that the GT3 RS is one of the greatest Porsches to ever exist, you know. I really do. And you have the GT2 uh, RS, the, I can't remember what the edition it's called, but it's the track edition. I just can't remember what track it is, and I don't want to say it wrong. But that's a great car. That's a great car. 
but it, I don't think it's up there. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, the GT3R's best track car ever. I don't think it's the best track car ever, you know. But I think it's the best Porsche ever. It's just, it's a good car. You know, it's got, uh, I think it's got active aero. It's got an amazing body. It's got amazing options you can put into it. And it's, it's just great around the track. But I definitely don't think it's the best track car ever. I think the best track car is the, the purpose-built track car. And I wouldn't say a Miata. All right. It's definitely not like, oh, would you rather take a Miata or a GZ3RS? Well, obviously the GZ3RS. But if somebody sat down with me and we went over a, a literal track build, like you take a Mustang or a Camaro, you strip it down, and then you turn that thing into a, a race car... I don't know. You'd have to you'd have to try really awfully hard to convince me. We're talking active aero, added downforce, carbon body, you know, the full nine on this purpose-built car, roll cage, harnesses, bucket seats. Now, I know with the the GT3 RS, it's got a lot of these things, but on this purpose-built car, a lot of the maintenance is much cheaper. You know, they use a a cheaper Brembo kit than the GT3 RS and it's going to use uh, more universal parts because it's purpose built well there's parts for that you know I know for my car I can get performance brakes replaced for like $300 for the whole set and that's Brembo's you know for the GT3 RS are you going to be able to pay $300 to change your brakes I don't think so you know so you gotta factor that in too. It's like your preventative maintenance and your your regular maintenance. What's that gonna cost you when you're you're looking at a car like that? It's definitely not the uh, just the only thing that you factor when you're looking at like oh well if I had the money I'd do it. Well if you had the money there'd be other things that you'd be focusing on. You know jets are pretty cool too like I was saying, them fighter jets, but like real jets, like a, G, a G500, G550, ooh, yeah, those are great. The thing is, I like the G500, it's a nice jet, it's all around a good passenger jet, and it's got good flexibility, you can get pretty far in it, I think the G550's got way longer range, but I don't think there's a case where you can, where you really are just in dire need to not make a stop, you know, unless you're the president, and, you know, I don't think you'd be flying around in a G550 or a G5500. So, in terms of private jets, I think the G500 is a, is a really good pick. I think there's the G300. I think that's one of them. I think that's my ideal jet. I think that's the one I looked at the other day. I think that's the one I'd want to get. Uh, eventually, it's a nice jet. It can go pretty far. I think it was London to maybe it was London to Dubai or something. Maybe maybe New York to Dubai. I I can't really remember what the flight was, but it could do it, and it was it was a pretty nice, good range, and it had all around good amenities. You get a couple bedrooms in there. Maybe, maybe it was just one bedroom, but still, you know, a bedroom on your jet, that ain't, you can't talk bad about that. And you're really looking around the $8 million range, 
and with that you're looking at like eight hundred thousand a year in in maintenance and upkeep and costs so and that's like regular use you're using it regularly the thing with that is if you're not using it you can rent it out so jets aren't necessarily that bad of you know they aren't necessarily investments but if you're going to get one a lot of your preventative maintenance and a lot of your regular maintenance can be offset by your rental income so now it might not offset like your loan payment but if you're going to go all cash on it and you want to have have a jet to use well then a lot of your maintenance and a lot of your upkeep can be offset by the fact that oh well we just rent it out and typically speaking you're renting it out for a, a good bit of money um, now that doesn't include the fact that it's gonna cost you or whoever to actually get it to fly wherever so your your jet fuel and your pilot they gotta get paid but other than that you know that's how travel companies work you know pretty much I gotta say, airports, you know, especially in once you get over to Europe, airports are easy. This stuff's easy. They don't suspect nothing. They don't care. You know, I went over to the Paris airport. I thought I was in a mall, and I had because there was no security. We went through, I think, one guy, because we were going into the states. We went through one guy, and he was like, "Oh, why are you going to the states? Oh, we live there. Okay, cool. Have a good day." And then we went. And, you know, there's all these stores everywhere. And, like, dang, we're in the mall. And we're not talking about, like, just, like, uh, airport stores. We're talking about, like, they had sushi bars and luxury stores. They had more Gucci's and Prada's in there than, like, I've ever seen other than they had in the Bahamas, you know. And that was on the, the main island in the Bahamas. They had a Gucci and a Prada and a Rolex. Ideally, I think my... My ideal Rolex isn't the green face like a lot of people make it out like, oh, that's the best one. I looked into it, you know. I've kind of got an ideal build on mine. Um, but really, just any kind of watch, I think my ideal one's going to be like a black, black band, black face, silver hands, and uh, silver numbers. I, I kind of like that sleek look that's just you know kind of low profile low profile man you gotta look out for these these new sleeper agents they've been putting in the walmarts do you know that? that's crazy this ain't a conspiracy theory this was confirmed you know this this is like they were putting chemicals in the water to make the frogs gay you know that stuff right there but this is confirmed they're putting sleeper agents in the walmarts to prevent stealing and they're just walking around pushing a car in regular clothes. That's what's crazy. That's crazy. Could you imagine being one of those sleeper agents and they're paying you? They're paying you good money to do it. Oh, all you got to do is walk around the Walmart. Now, my suspicion is that they're only doing this in higher crime areas. But they have confirmed they're doing it. You know? They just found out that, like, they also when they think you're stealing they uh, and you're in the self-checkout, they shut down your screen and then pull you to the normal checkout. I've never had that, like, I've never seen that ever happen. You know, and that might be because I've never seen anybody trying to steal, but you gotta think, people stealing from Walmart, that happens every day at every location. 
every location. It doesn't matter where you're at. People are going to steal from a Walmart because it's looked at as this massive company. And it is. It is. But that's how people see it. So they're going to steal. And so they're going to put sleeper agents in here. Who knows? They might even start hiring police guards in some of these higher crime areas sooner or later. Which I know they sh- when they were shutting down a lot of these Walmarts, or a couple of them at least, they did hire police to make sure nobody like kind of was rioting in the store because everything was like 80% off. And that, that right there is crazy. 80% off. That's just wild. But, you know, you got to think on just the, the number of people who actually do want to steal from a wall. It's, it's, it's wild. It would out, outweigh the security measures they have in place. That's why there's still theft happening at those places. you know. And it's everywhere, too. It's not just the Walmarts. It's every kind of store that's big box. Um, even little family stores, which is it's just, why? Why would you want to do that? You know? There's this... Oh, a trillion dollar company over here that you could take this little two dollar thing from or there's this family business that you know they, they gotta make their rent payment next week and you're taking their inventory you know and I'm not trying to justify the people who steal from the Walmarts but you know it's just even worse for stealing from a small business in my eyes but I think that's where we're gonna go ahead and end episode 9 I hope you've been enjoying the season and the series so far Still not sure where we're going to end the season or the series, which, well, it will be the season because we're going to have another uh, season sooner and later, but I'm not sure where we're going to end it and start the new one because if we start a new season, it kind of gives an excuse to, uh, it gives an excuse to take a break, and I don't necessarily want to do that yet, so, uh, because that's when you you slack off, kind of. So, I'm not sure when we want to start it, stop it, and or start it back up. I know it'll definitely be after my book. So, definitely like way after. So, we're looking at like a minimum of uh, being, I would say maybe around episode 50. Episode 50, for sure. This is episode 9. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed, and have a good day doing whatever it is you're doing. I'll see you on episode 10.